Welcome, market participants, to another Three Things in Credit. I'm Van Hesser, Chief Strategist at KBRA. Each week, we bring you three things impacting credit markets that we think you should know about. I hope you're listening to this in a cool, secure location, taking full advantage of your newfound work-from-anywhere status. This week, our three things are, one, disintermediating banks from riskier lending. It's a positive development for credit markets. Two, the importance of the forward look. Be careful about relying on backward-looking indicators. And three, it's been a good week for spreads. Will it hold up? All right, let's dig a bit deeper. We took notice this week of news that PIMCO reportedly bought more than a billion euros of loans from banks, including Barclays and Bank of America, that underwrote Apollo's buyout of Worldline's payments business. We've seen quite a bit of this kind of thing happening of late, which should come as no surprise. Large banks historically have originated loans for buyouts with an eye toward distributing much of that risk to investors. When the credit cycle turns, as it has been doing, and by the way, for details on that, see our KBRA Altman default forecast on our website, kbra.com, but banks get stuck with loans they cannot distribute at par. In the past, these have been difficult inflection points in markets. Think back to United Airlines or Sally Mae's failed buyouts in years gone by. But this redistribution of risk doesn't strike us as all that disruptive. Why is that? Well, in our view, this reflects a fundamental change in the leverage lending business's market structure, a change that we believe is a positive evolutionary step for creditors. Here's why. Ever since the global financial crisis, regulators and policymakers have sought to de-risk banking systems by discouraging banks from holding riskier loans, including leveraged buyouts. Stepping into that void have been direct lenders, non-bank sources of long-term debt capital who have proven to be quite competitive in this segment of the market. Able to originate loans away from the regulatory scrutiny-facing banks, Direct lenders are able to distribute loans into sources of long-term collaborative capital, such as their own proprietary credit funds and business development company affiliates, and to other investors directly through whole loan sales or pooled into collateralized loan obligations. All of these markets grew significantly over the past decade for two reasons. One, bank regulators post the GFC strongly encouraged banks to steer clear of riskier markets, and two, the ultra-low interest rate environment of the past decade led investors, including traditional asset managers like PIMCO, naturally into this arena in their search for yield. So why is this a positive development for creditors? Well, by distributing risk more broadly, these markets have grown significantly where they are now much broader and deeper than they were 10 years ago, you diffuse risk into longer-term holders, which should dampen volatility in a downturn. And that's an improvement over having risk concentrated in the hands of a few large banks subject to regulatory whims. That was the case in the lead-up to the global financial crisis, where significant concentrations of riskier, illiquid assets in the banks ultimately led to credit crunch as losses mounted and regulators intervened. All right, on to our second thing. Eyes forward, please. Our listeners that have spent a bit of time in the military will understand that command, a command to look straight ahead. 
investors will do well to do the same. Here's why it matters. We had a conversation with an investor the other day, and it could have been a large bank CEO for that matter, who wanted to know how we could be thinking about recession when unemployment is at a 50-year low, when consumer spending is still robust, when consumer and commercial balance sheets are strong, when PMIs are decidedly in positive territory, when the financial system is sound, and when corporate earnings are durable. The answer is, all of those things are backward-looking. Eyes forward, please. That's where you'll find recession risk and higher-than-desired inflation, the kind that prompts the Fed and other central banks to tighten financial conditions. Tightening financial conditions cools demand, the effects of which are in front of us. Over-tightening, the kind of thing that happens when central bankers, one, can get only at part of the inflation problem, the demand side of the equation, and two, when they become ideologues, when they decide to tame inflation at any cost. Well, we think we're there, and that means over-tightening. When you deliberately slow the economy with a blunt force like monetary tightening, you get collateral damage, job losses. We're looking at you, Amazon, Apple, Ford, Coinbase, Netflix. Negative sentiment, the kind that comes when real year-over-year weekly wage growth is negative 15 weeks in a row and counting. The effects of that are still in front of us. Revenge travel, that's so first-half behavior. Conservatism is creeping in. Expect consumers to dial back spending. Expect businesses to postpone CapEx. Expect investors to move up in quality. This adds up to a future growth shock. Risk markets have seen this. What matters is in front of us. All right, on to our third thing. Are we there yet? So lots of talk this week about reaching the bottom. As in, it's safe to go back in. We found the floor in spreads. Investment grade and high yield spreads have been tightening 16 basis points and 94 basis points, respectively, from recent wides. And we would attribute the improvement to a host of fundamental and technical developments that have kept the shorts honest. First and foremost is solid, for the most part, corporate earnings. With 98 of the S&P 500 reporting, a still strong 71% have beaten estimates, and just over half are better year over year. Take the big banks. Sure, there was some concern over loan loss reserve building, a forward-looking marker, at some firms. But let's keep this in perspective. If you're growing and the economy is going through a correction from supercharged stimulus growth back to normal, when interest rates are rising from zero and where the Fed put has left the building, you're supposed to add to loan loss reserves. But let's be clear about this. The magnitude of this reserve add does not suggest in any way a fundamental view that we are heading into a troubling downturn. And the color that came out of large bank CEOs was, well, balanced. So, yes, Jamie Dimon continues to spell out what constitutes his hurricane, namely geopolitical tension, waning consumer confidence, uncertainty over how high rates will go, and how markets will react to tightening financial conditions. But he also did balance that with observations that the economy continues to grow 
and the consumer remains healthy and continues to spend. Citizens Financial CEO Bruce Van Son noted that through the lens of his bank's customers, a recession is, in his words, less than a 50-50 probability. And over on the non-financial side of things, firms are showing some margin pressure, yes, and the negative effects of the strong dollar, but nothing all that ominous has popped up thus far. On the technical side of things, new issue supply in credit is clearly in the post-stimulus realm, especially in high yield, where issuance has fallen due to cyclical concerns and competitive concerns, where the aforementioned private credit market has continued to take share. And more reasonable entry points are also drawing investors back into credit markets. And it also certainly helps that stocks have found reasons to stop sliding. Maybe it's just short covering or a bear market rally. So are we there yet? Have we reached bottom? From our perspective, no. The uncertainty surrounding the litany of things to worry about, back to Jamie Dimon's list, is enough to know that spreads back to long-term averages, but well above recession levels, are still vulnerable here to additional spread widening. And you can still make a very solid case that the Fed is likely to tighten financial conditions to the point that the economy ends up in recession if it isn't there already. But recent developments are helping to frame the range of what's possible. All of those good things we talked about earlier might be backward-looking, but collectively they do represent a position of strength for consumers and businesses as we head into the downturn. And that makes a solid case at this time that the impending downturn will likely be on the shallower side. So there you have it. Three things in credit. One, disintermediating banks from riskier lending. That's a positive development for credit markets. Two, the importance of the forward look. Be careful about relying on backward-looking indicators. And three, a good week for spreads. Uncertainty and the case the Fed should throw the economy into recession should keep you on the defensive side of things. As always, thanks for joining us. Don't forget to check in on KBRA.com for our latest research and ratings reports. See you next week.